Welcome to Married by Design. Do you have a discontent heart? Do you struggle with envy and jealousy? Do you find yourself dissatisfied with your life and the things that God has given you? That's what we'll be looking at this week on Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to Married by Design this week. Okay, we need to apologize. It's been a few weeks since we published a podcast. There are some reasons why this is happening. We went through a couple of very busy weeks. We had our family in town, which involves being together every evening. It was great, but it took a lot of time, and it didn't leave a lot of time for working on the podcast. The second thing that happened in the last few weeks was that I got sick. I really felt bad one day and then lost my voice for almost a week. In fact, my voice is just coming back. All that to say that we haven't fallen off the edge of the earth, and we are committed to this series and the podcast. We just got a little waylaid. Thank you for your patience and your desire to continue to listen. We're getting back to a series entitled Handling Life's Issues. We spent quite a number of weeks laying a foundation of biblical understanding on how to deal with the issues that you face. From developing a hope that you can change to understanding the role of the Holy Spirit and the Word, we see that God has given us every resource that we need in order to change. We looked at the importance of the basic disciplines, and then we went through the process that would give you some structure of how to look at your heart issues and work on them in your doing. In the last session, we looked at fear and anxiety. We'd love to hear from you and encourage you to email us if you've been able to apply these principles in your life. What are the heart issues that you struggle with related to fear and anxiety? What are you putting in place to combat the struggle and to move to a place of victory? Remember, with any of these areas, you need to really dig deep and long in order to see the heart change that's going to maintain you through the weeks and months to come. That's so important. So often in biblical counseling, we see a couple come in and for a week or two, they are very excited because they see relief and change in their lives, but they're not committed to it long term. They're not committed to the long-term study and review of the principles and practices. And as a result, their excitement quickly fades away and they go right back to their previous habits of doing. We hope that that won't be the case for you. If you struggle with anxiety and fear, we would encourage you to continue to study, to read some other Christian books we suggested, and review your plan day by day and live it out. You'll find yourself being more consistent as time goes by and begin to see real victory in your life. Well, this week on our podcast, we're going to be looking at another issue that people often struggle with. That is discontentment. Do you have a discontent heart? That is, a heart that is never satisfied with what you have? Do you struggle with wanting what somebody else has or something that you believe God should give you? We're going to use the same format that we've suggested to deal with the issues of the heart and begin to plan out how you need to change your actions. But let's first understand what discontentment and contentment are. The fact is that God desires for us to be content. To be content is the state of mind which results from satisfaction with present conditions. To have a degree of satisfaction which holds the mind in peace excluding complaint, impatience, or further desire. Does that describe you? It's really good to be satisfied with your present conditions. 
I don't think that means that we should never strive to improve ourselves, and there won't be goals or tasks that God wants you to accomplish. There's always things that He wants to change in your life, and we need to strive for. But in the midst of working on the changes and the striving, are you content and at peace with the place that you are in right now? There's a lot of ways that you can apply this in a Christian's life. A person may be very discontent because they're not married and they want to be married. They don't live in peace and can find themselves complaining and impatient. Sadly, the same thing may be true of someone who's married. They may be in a difficult marriage and find themselves very discontent and dissatisfied with the relationship. That They wish that they could be out and free from their spouse. Maybe you're in a job situation that leads you to be discontent. There may be valid concerns or frustrations, but in the midst of your work situation, you can begin to look and strive for a new position while being content at the same time. That means that you can have your eyes out for an improvement of your work situation and at the same time not be grumbling, complaining, impatient about the job that you have now. Those are just a few examples of ways that we can be discontent. There are an infinite number of situations that could lead to discontent. What we're considering this week is how to address the heart that is discontent, and what are the put-offs and the put-ons that you need to begin to practice. But let me give you some other definitions related to discontentment. Envy is something that is very close and related to discontentment. Envy is feeling discontent and resentful that's aroused and in conjunction with a desire for the possessions or qualities of another. The possessions or qualities of another. We could be envious of another because of the car they have, or the house that they have, or the spouse that they have. We could be envious of another because of their personality, the strengths of their personality, and all they have to offer those around them. And we look at ourselves and we feel we're inadequate and we're envious. Okay, with that little bit of background, let's get into the process of addressing the heart and your actions. We've suggested in the structure for biblical change that the first thing you have to do is ask God for help and place yourself under the control of the Holy Spirit. Remember, He is the one that's going to use the Word of God to help you to see your heart issues. You can expect that. You should expect that. Maybe you already know that you are discontent in an area of your life. As you come before the Lord, conduct that self-evaluation and make a list of the heart issues and think about how you fail in your thinking and acting in a biblical manner. Again, ask the question, why am I feeling jealous and discontent? As with any heart issue, the reasons will vary, but let's suggest a few heart issues that may resonate with you. The first one is the lust of the eyes. This is one of the temptations that Jesus faced in the wilderness and the Apostle John talked about in 1 John. This is the concept that in our hearts we often want something and our desires take over. It may be a new husband or it may be a new job. Again, there's nothing wrong with evaluating a job, for example, and thinking that maybe God is moving you on. But when it becomes captivating captivating your heart, it becomes a God in your heart. It's wrong. The desire for what someone else has becomes dominating and you can't be satisfied with where you are now. That's where the discontentment comes in and leads to grumbling and complaining and questioning God for putting you in a situation in which you are lacking something. 
Another heart issue related to discontentment is that you were rebelling against God and his control of your life. God has said that he will always provide for you, as David wrote in Psalm 23. He is the one that provides your daily bread and loves you enough to provide all that you need. When you find yourself in a place where you're unhappy with what God has allowed in your life, that heart breeds discontentment. There's a pride in thinking that we know better than God what we should have in our life. And there's another aspect to the proud heart that is related to discontentment. Our pride leads us to believe that we deserve the things that we want. When you begin to think that you deserve a new job or a new spouse or a healthy body, that heart issue leads you into discontentment. And one of the great ways to deal with that issue of pride is to begin to study the scriptures and think about what you actually deserve. You don't really deserve anything but hell. And yet God graciously has given you so many things because of his generous heart. The reality is that we live in his grace and every good thing that we have comes from him as a gift. You need to throw off that heart that demands and expects and rebels against God because he has not given you something that you really don't deserve. Yeah, I just would like to add to think about that idea that if God, if all he did was save you from the penalty of your sin and give you an eternity with him and he gave you nothing else in this life is that enough yeah good is question. that enough to yeah. deserve your devotion to him yeah well that'll get you started on the heart issues you have to answer that question for yourself take some time to wait before the lord and to allow him to examine your heart and show you the areas where you're struggling the next step is to begin to study the Bible to correct the lies that for, and fortify the truth in your heart. We're just going to suggest a few passages for your consideration. And the obvious one is fairly familiar. It's Paul's writing in Philippians 4, uh, verses 11 to 13. Let me read that. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is a great verse to memorize and meditate on. Just a few points and principles to consider. First, it says in verse 11 that Paul learned to be content in whatever situation. That's right, in whatever situation, in every situation. No matter where he found himself in life, He learned to be content in that situation. That should be a challenge for each of us. We will never find ourselves in a situation in our life where we have the right to be discontent. We need to follow Paul's example and learn how to be content. That's just what we're talking about, to study and meditate and learn what it means to be content, to begin to live that out in our lives. Paul wrote that when he was low and when he was abounding, when he was hungry and when he was plenty, he learned to be content. He uses that word learned again. It's something that he had to understand and apply in his life, and you do too. But you need God's help. That's why verse 13 is so important. We use that verse to talk about so many things, but the truth relates to learning to be content. It may seem like it's okay to be discontent when you have a difficult marriage or when you're in a situation 
where you have physical pain or some work situation that is hard to face every day. But Paul writes that we can do all things through him who strengthens us as he allows us and empowers us to be content through that difficulty. Well, another passage is Ecclesiastes 4, verses 4 and verse 6. Solomon's writing about all the striving and the effort that a person can put into life. In the midst of all that, he writes, Then I saw that all the toil and all skill and work come from a man's envy of his neighbor. Wow, there you go. This also is a vanity and a striving after wind. And in verse 6, better is a handful of quietness than two hands full of toil and a striving after wind. Vanity and striving after wind and work towards something that we feel we must have to strive after it. Better is a handful of quietness than two handfuls of toil and striving after the wind. That's what we get when we are discontent and striving after something that God has not yet let us have. We get toil and striving after wind. You can never catch the wind. There are times in which we are pursuing something that God doesn't want us to have, and in that we are trying to get something that is out of reach, and in the effort we lose the quietness and peace of contentment. Well, one last passage to consider is in John chapter 21, verses 21 to 22. It reads, When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? And Jesus said to him, If it is my will that he should remain until I come, what is it to you? You follow me. Can't that often be the case in our heart? We're looking at the other person, what the other person's doing, rather than focusing on our Savior. We say to God, well, what about this person? I want what they have. Why did they get what they have and are able to do what they do? Why do they have what I do not yet have and I want? And Jesus' answer is very clear. He says to Peter, what is that to you? That's it. Whatever that person has or is, is not relevant to you. God gives to the other person that you're envious of what he's given And that shouldn't cause you to be discontent with what they have. It's a gift. But whatever gift he gave to the other person, it has nothing to do with you. You are a different person. He has given you a different plan and purposes in your life. And then Jesus says, you follow me. That's it. The solution for envy and discontentment is following Jesus and keeping our eyes fixed on him and not on anyone else. There are a lot of other passages related to discontentment. Again, you need to immerse yourself in Scripture to really get a better understanding and to begin to shift your heart away from discontentment. Let us suggest a few books that you can use to supplement that study. Again, you need to become an expert on contentment. We would suggest The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment by Jeremiah Burroughs. A second book is Discontentment, Why Am I So Unhappy? by Lou Priolo. Those two books will probably suggest other passages and give you more insight into this concept of discontentment. Well, quickly, you need to consider the lies that you have believed that are contrary to God's word. And we've touched on that. Thinking that you deserve something that you don't. Thinking that God doesn't love you enough or is not smart enough to give you the one thing that you want. Take some time to consider the lies that Scripture points out in His Word. It's important to confess your sin of discontentment to God. Another great passage is the Israelites' discontentment in going through the book of Numbers. 
They were so discontent, wanting to go back to Egypt. They complained against God and never acknowledged their sin. In contrast, you need to be clear and acknowledge your sin and also recognize that God will cleanse you from that and help your heart to find the peace of contentment. And once you immerse your heart in the truth of God's Word, you need to work on the doing. This involves reviewing the truth that you've studied each day and committing yourself to the process of change. You need to think about the put-offs and the put-ons. Make sure that you get input from wise counselors and write out a list of those things that you will do differently. One example of a put-off and a put-on is when you begin to see the heart of envy and discontentment in your life and you turn that into prayer for the person who has what you do not have. Make a point of encouraging and honoring the person who has what you don't. When you begin to question God because He has not provided what you think you deserve, you need to go back and praise God for His graciousness and recognize all the things that He has given you. It can be very helpful to write a list of all the things that God has allowed you to have. Post that list somewhere and review it every morning so that your mind is filled with the gifts that God has given you. It's important to realize that there are things that you enjoy that other people are missing and wish that they had. It's so easy to be unthankful and discontent until we realize that God has given us. Another put-on would be when you begin to have the heart of demanding from God, that you step back and you focus on the cross and how really unworthy you are for anything. Coming back to that place in your heart where you recognize that you really deserve nothing is very humbling. Well, that's a lot to consider. Make sure that you display the verses and develop that contingency plan for when those discontent moments arise in your heart. What are you going to do specifically, including calling out to God, going back over the scriptures that you've memorized, and practicing the put-ons and put-offs? Well, that should be enough to get you started. We'd love to hear from you about how it's going. If you have an issue that you're struggling with, again, we'd love to hear from you and see the other scripture and heart issues that you're addressing. Well, let me pray. Father, I just pray for each person that you would reveal to us our discontent hearts, the areas uh, that we desire something that we don't have, shouldn't have, and and, Father, that we would find uh, in your scripture the truth that would revolutionize our heart and give us that peace and contentment to recognize all that you've given us and to be able to rest in that, Father. We just ask for your help in that through your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us this week and being patient with us. We, we've encouraged you to contact us if you have other input or things that you would want to share from your own study and how it's helped you. You can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Would you also let other people know about this podcast? You can click on the share link on this episode, as well as just post it on Facebook or Instagram. Well, next week on our podcast, we're going to be looking at anger, bitterness, and forgiveness. These certainly are issues that can captivate the heart, even among those who are Christians. It's so important to deal with the issues of anger and bitterness and forgiveness so that you are right with God and you're right with others. And that's what we'll look at next time on Married by Design. 